this is the trim process. No, see, you just it's purposely added trim. something, no, so then yeah. we have to trim it. Yeah, we have to trim it. If we trim it, we trim it. This is the mural podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I had a topic in mind because, I mean, Sverio just keeps seeming to have these topics, which is fantastic. But you know what? I've, I actually have been thinking about something lately. I've been thinking about tactfulness. Wow, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, as of most recently, there was a person in my life that I told the truth to about, it wasn't like something like I, I cheated on someone or anything, but this particular truth really cut the person deep. Um, it was more of like a, they were excluded from a, a, an event that I was having or a little organized thing that I did and they weren't invited and they were very cut about it and I, I let them know why they weren't invited and I mean, I was not lying in what I said to the person, but I think I could have been more tactful because the response I got was tragedy. <laughs> so what do you mean by tactful? Well, I mean, I was talking to dad, well, my father. <laughs> Why do I say that? I never call him my father. Anyone listening is yeah. like, dad, my dad? <laughs> um, I was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> interchangeably. Yeah, yeah I was yeah, talking yeah. to my dad and... He actually made a good point that no matter how logical you are sometimes, um, people don't get the logic. And if you're not tactful, I can't explain tactful by saying tactful. If I'm not careful about how I provide the truth, then a reaction can occur that may not be so positive. But what are you saying? Like you need to operate like a surgeon and if you make one mistake, it's destruction or like you have to be... In terms of a surgeon, you have to have a lot of precision when you're trying to give something that could be extremely sensitive. It depends who it is. That's like... I mean, if you're doing brain surgery compared to foot surgery, you know, like... Well, yeah. (laughs) You need to be a bit more sensitive. It's it's kind of that thing where if you're trying to do comedy or something, they say know your audience. You know, you're not going to make some joke about uh, a woman being in the kitchen where you truly make a joke. It's not some sexist remark. But then if you're around a whole bunch of women that take feminism or something to an extreme they that's not knowing your audience i feel like we're gonna get eggs thrown at us for, for you even saying that <laughs> and now well, me saying that well, I don't <laughs> please know, don't throw I, eggs at us <laughs> i don't know our audience <laughs> who's out there who are we you, mean huh? no offense um no truly we I, yeah, yeah i understand the i mean most example. comedians out there say offensive things and it can be funny because i guess it's to a general but, populace i mean it doesn't matter like someone's always going to be offended over something like even if you know your audience i'm sure there's one member in the audience that if you're doing a comedy show someone's going to be like oh that was bad and i'm not going to laugh at that well, i disagree with well this. yeah well now take that and there's a comedian in front of let's say a thousand people okay and and maybe there's maybe they're just in a small bar maybe it's 20 people but condense that down to you having a one-on-one conversation and telling the truth to someone which you know they're not going to like the truth so how you deliver it matters but what is the truth like as in i say i'm looking at someone and and they have a really bad haircut okay and you know that's my opinion that their haircut looks bad maybe i i rally a few others and they're like yeah that's a bad haircut (laughs) (laughs) and you know i'm one-on-one with this person i'm like hey jonesy your your hair (laughs) i don't know where jonesy came (laughs) from it just came out of me jonesy the hair like it's not working for you okay so yeah, see, there's a difference in saying that and your hair looks shit, Jonesy. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> so tactful in terms of how you deliver something. I'm not just exactly. going to say, Jonesy, you're the dumbest 
stupidest person for getting a haircut that like that. You're you're an idiot. Well, it depends if you think that. <laughs> do do you actually think those things? I'm sure no one. Oh, maybe someone thinks like that, but yeah. So so if I came home with a very peculiar haircut that you just thought was I don't, I don't know abnormal, something that really catches your eye, what do you actually think you would? even think of it or say you're about asking it. me like as in what yeah, yeah actual... me directly because we're talking about jonesy here and let's you just had say a bad haircut. okay i i came home with a, a mohawk i shaved all the sides and stuck it up into a hairspray <laughs> mohawk what would you think number not, one not can say. you actually do that, that i was hilarious but okay in reality if you walked in knowing how we talk to one another i'd be like interesting choice or like something just what like you that. think that's what yeah, you think just i was straight off the bat interesting choice of haircut but you know someone you don't know so well maybe i wouldn't do that let's say i kind of dyed it blue and green and all the colors actually of a rainbow okay i don't think green's in there well if it was just blue i'd be like okay hello mr smurf like how how are you you know the smurf (laughs) smurf yeah Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. anyway uh if it's multicolored i'd be like well they'll see you coming (laughs) 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 these things just come to my mind but i mean Depends on the sensitivity of it. Like how how much is... Uh, okay, if I know a person really well, say I know you well and I know that you're very sensitive about your haircuts, maybe I wouldn't make a comment about your hair. You know, there's a, there's a difference <laughs> between having a bit of fun but also like cutting someone deep. Like you look terrible every day you wake up. You know, that's pretty deep. Like, But if I say, you know, they'll see you coming with that haircut, it's, it's a bit of jest. So if you but... don't say something and then I come to you and go... Well, you never said anything about my hair. What do you think of my hair? Why didn't you say anything about my hair? Well, it depends on the principles of the person, the inner values of someone. For me, I pride myself on honesty. So if you're going to come up to me and ask me what I think, I'll tell you what I think. I'm not, and hold on, tactfully, like I'm not going to be malice about it. I'm going to tell you what I think in my own words. So there is an option to be malice about it? Of what you actually think? Yeah, you can say, uh, like, say someone comes up to me, oh, what, what do you think of me? Yeah, I think you're the biggest idiot in the world. No, you wouldn't. Uh, maybe <laughs> I'd see, say, I look, just don't no, 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 no. Think that about someone. Well, no, because sometimes I don't know your analysis of people. You're like, wow, my friend really did something stupid. What, what yeah. an idiot! Okay, and then yeah. you just like get a bit mad about it, and you just speak to yourself. But if I was talking to that friend, depends on the type of relationship we have. But I would deliver it more like. I don't think that decision you made was quite like well thought out or something like that. You know, something more constructive. You know, you always get frustrated on your own and you probably say a few things that you probably wouldn't deliver to someone else. Not because you're not honest, but you just have a moment that maybe you're a bit angry or you're upset with their decision and you say things that you probably wouldn't mean. Yeah, well, if you were by yourself, you might... Uh, if If you approach them and you're level-headed, you might talk about it in a more tactful manner yeah i think tactfulness matters because you know you just feelings are unpredictable you don't know what one person's going to feel and what the other person will feel and if i have particular feelings about it that i might not feel anything if someone said it to me but if i say it to this person like i did it shatters their life well i just want to halt you there for a second and i want to say i don't think it matters how much you dress up 
a pig, for example, you know, you put lipstick on the pig, you know, you give it a nice dress. A pig's still a pig. You know, no matter what truth you're going to dish out, no matter how much you sugarcoat it, I think it's going to be a bit rough on the other side, no matter what. Depends on what it is. Maybe, you know, this person not getting invited to an event, the, the situation you mentioned just earlier. No matter what you say, no matter if you you jump out of a plane and like open your parachute and land on the beach right where they're at and you say like in a very tactful way, I didn't invite you because of this reason. Like what an entrance. Like that's fantastic. I would be <laughs> wow. wow. Like he's gone to the effort to tell me in this format. Wow. Maybe I should have done that. Maybe you should have done that. <laughs> I'm now thinking about that. Maybe that is the best way to give news to people. Just parachute out. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> Jump out the plane. <laughs> Jump out the plane. No, I know. But in all seriousness, no matter how you were going to deliver it, it's going to be received sharply on the other side. Yeah, but I do see the difference of saying to the person with the mohawk, me, with the colorful mohawk, your hair looks stupid. If I ask for your opinion, you say your hair looks stupid compared to you saying I'm not the biggest fan of it. Where both are the truth, but one seems like an attack. The other seems more like a just a remark that isn't directly attacking me. Well, okay, I want to take like three steps back for a second. Yeah, you can deliver something like you can come straight out and say, look, your hair shit or you know let's talk about that situation that you referred to earlier when you started the podcast you said that someone wasn't invited to something and then you had to tell them why they weren't invited or you didn't have to you went and told them why yeah well i mean it was pushed onto me as in the person the person approached me and confronted me so i had to provide reason well i mean i didn't have to but i decided to okay it depends how you approach it on your side like, are you coming from a point of curiosity of, well, this person's coming at you in a reactive manner. So, you know, how you deal with that, maybe no matter what you're going to say, it was going to come off rude or... Yeah, yeah. I think we're quick to make statements, but slow to ask questions, you know, like for me, yeah, like as in uh, coming from a point of curiosity rather than a, a point of offense, uh, like, you know, you're, you're on the attack, you know, you're, you're trying to say, this person's come and doing something wrong to me. I'm going to wrong them even worse. You know, That's that eye for an eye, but pushing though, past. Because people ask questions and then feel attacked by the questions. Why are you asking so many questions, man? Oh, it depends. Yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm not saying like a conducting an interview. Like, no, I know. Okay, let me get out the sheet of paper. Okay, and when were you born? And where, <laughs> uh, and how much did you weigh? You know, not, not like that. But, but actually having though. a conversation. Okay, a question, conversation, whatever you want to say. I'm not saying fire off the questions one after the other. But maybe coming from a different perspective. This is just a thought. It's just yeah, like yeah, coming no, from no. a point of curiosity and, and wanting to talk through something rather than this is my truth and piss off like i don't want to talk to you anymore yeah that is frustrating when someone approaches and then just spits out their truth and walks away not wanting to listen to I you i call that the drive-by yeah, it's, the drive the, by. it's the drive-by <laughs> <laughs> they they drive through with their guns in the car do, 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 shoot through or i guess the less malice drive through at the mcdonald's you know they do a quick no drive no through no there needs oh, to be it's, okay there's guns and guns, stuff yeah, metaphorical, okay. metaphorical guns, guns. with malice guns. words as the bullets yeah Bam, 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 bam. 
And they don't even check to see if you're dead. They just go off. They don't care how you react. It's like the movie scene where they walk away from the bomb. You know, like Spider-Man 3 when he leaves James Franco there. With <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I may have watched the scene just the other day. <laughs> YouTube <laughs> recommended. Yeah. Great movie, you know. Wow. I thought it was not that great originally, but now it's one of my favorites. Anyway, they're walking away from an explosion. They just, they throw a grenade. They shoot something, uh, metaphorical bullets at you. And then they just go past and don't care about the reaction. Well, I mean, that was what happened to us during the COVID times. There was lockdowns happening and everything like that. But we were still allowed to leave the house and we could run. We could, we could go for runs that was allowed, in groups. Yeah. So uh, it was my brother and I. Not a big I, group Not a well. big group. Not a big like group. Like two, three people. Yeah. So my brother and I were running and this guy just completely abused us. He just did a drive-by comment. What are you guys doing? You shouldn't be out running like this. Even though he was running. He was running, But yeah. he saw a group and he assumed that was the rules. Even though we walked past like a bunch of police officers that didn't, didn't say, say anything. Didn't bat an eye. But though. this guy just wanted to make a drive-by comment. You know, he just did a drive-by. He didn't stop and talk it through. He just wanted to unleash and leave. And I'm sure I've done that in my lifetime. Not, not to random strangers, but to, you know, family members or anything. You know, just when you're maybe pissed off to a certain level you unleash and you just walk off so. well so could have that guy been more tactful to us well what have we taken maybe. it differently do you I'm think i'm not sure i'm not sure all i know is that's a drive-by yeah that's a drive-by <laughs> if we're defining a drive-by comment that's he did a drive-by and he he went off into the sunset he basically spat us up, spat at us spat and just kept us, running yeah. pretty much so but going back to the original thing I mean, how to be more tactful? Uh, do I need to be more tactful? I think I could have avoided this particular outcome, but I think you're right when you say that there was going to be offense taken either way. I think that was always going to happen. But the level of offense maybe can change the particular outcome too. Maybe it's the level of harshness you come at them with. Or maybe it's better for the person so they can learn from it and like them their selves they take such truth bombs that hit them even if they're shattered temporarily they get stronger for it because they're at least used to hearing the truth maybe that's a positive thing for them even if it results in an outcome that is seemingly negative for me because the person doesn't want to talk to me maybe it's good for them at the i'm being honest with them and at least they're receiving the honesty they can't say i'm lying there's nothing worse than being lied to and then finding out that it's a lie. Well, that's right. Let, let me just tell you that value of honesty comes with consequence. Yeah. You know, you're going to say things to people. If you really pride yourself on honesty and you tell someone how it is, in your opinion, you tell someone your authentic, true thoughts, it comes with consequences, good and bad, because people might respect you for speaking your mind but they also might not like what you have to say. Yeah. And it comes with ramifications that maybe they don't want to be your friend because you think a certain way or you have a certain thought or you told them a certain thing that they didn't expect to hear. But do you really want to be that person's friend if you're just telling them lies and you're not telling them your authentic thoughts and you're just saying, look, you know, you say to yourself, you know, if I say this, this person might get really offended and we might not be able to continue the friendship. But do you really, really want to continue a friendship that you you can't be honest with and you're, you're going to just tell a lie to them? No, I wouldn't personally. I think 
say this situation where I've been brutally honest and it's ended up in this outcome. I think a worse outcome would have been if I lied, they find out about it, and then I tell them the truth afterwards. But the thing is, in some relationships, people aren't looking for the truth. People don't want to hear the truth. I know someone that they buy a bunch of things and they want to show it off, like even small things, and they say, come, come, look at this. And then I know another person who would actually tell them the truth and go, no, I don't like that in that spot that you put it. Oh, I actually really like this thing. Or, and, but they say the negatives and the positives. Whereas someone like myself sometimes to this person, I would just go, ah, oh, looks lovely. If, it, if you're happy with it, then great. And the person, when they receive the negative comments, then they hate it. They, hate, they, they just want to hear what they see. They, they see something that they think is beautiful and they're put in this spot and they want you to say, wow, that does look lovely. So they're not looking for the true honesty, I don't think. And I think that does affect things. Maybe should you be honest with someone like that if you know they're not looking for true honesty? It depends on how you internalize the value of honesty and how you want to conduct yourself. And of course, you can't always be perfect. For example, if someone at an event, say this random person I don't know, is spewing their mouth about a topic that I'm very well versed on, and I know the topic very well, and they're saying very incorrect information. You know, maybe it's a topic about, I don't know, cleaning the house. Yeah, let's give yeah. the person a name. Uh, John. John. Uh, well, it's always John's always John. the first. And then John, John or John Jane. Doe, Jane Doe. <laughs> John, John's the name. You know. On cleaning the house. John, he's talking about the best way to clean the bathtub. And you know what? Like, I have a pretty good way. And his way is just absolutely silly. Like, it doesn't matter... If that's his opinion, like everyone would think, you know, that's a pretty silly way to clean the bathtub. Like, like he uses his head as the brush yeah. and wipes the. You know, something just out. so something so silly, so obscure. For me to tell him honestly that you know that's that's a pretty stupid way, or you know, say it tactfully, like, oh, you know, I think there's a better way. I don't really need to say that. I can say, you know. Look, that's that's interesting. That's an interesting way. And if he asked me, yeah, I could tell him. But, you know, dropping the honesty, do you really need to shoot this guy's idea down? He's very, seems to be very chuffed about, yeah. like John seems yeah, to be very he's chuffed about. He's not like shooting you down for no, how you do it. he's just saying, I clean the bathtub like this and it's fantastic. I stick my head in that bathtub and I clean away. I love it, man. For me, like I don't, need to be so honest with this guy like not not that i'm not being honest but kind of omission like i don't need to say this so it depends mm. on the situation of course but that I, level I, I of guess saying if when he was to asking for your opinion of his cleaning method then that's when you decide to tell the truth or not i mean if you didn't ask for your opinion you don't have to tell him i think that's silly john that you use your head <laughs> but if he asks you so what do you think given you're a janitor and you clean bathtubs all the time what do you what do you think of this new revolutionary way look john i think that's stupid that you're done <laughs> you need to clean it with a brush not your head what are you a fool <laughs> poor john would be shattered <laughs> john, i don't know if he'd clean a bathtub again at this he'll, point he'll never recover from this no so going back to what you're saying the the main thread of being tactful so what what have you come up with here like what are you trying to say I, that if you were more tactful in the situation 
I think it could I, have gone better. Yeah, I think there's the the multiple variables, the the tactfulness, the knowing your audience, and the level of honesty you want to give. Because you can still be honest without telling them your full honesty, such as saying I'm not a fan of your hair, given I think your hair looks stupid. I mean, you could say both in one. I'm not a fan, and it looks stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so they're both honest, but you can choose what honesty you actually give them. So. Would I change the way I did it to this person? Probably only because I would have to think and know my audience better. Because I don't believe it would have this particular type of reaction. It didn't even need this type of reaction. Because what I said, I can see now, could cause a reaction. But I could have said something else. That even though there was still a reaction, I think there still would have been offense taken. It could have been lighter and it could have been moved past quicker. I think that's just a mature adult way of thinking that, you know, I've made a decision, no matter, even if you made the best decision and everything went well, Mm. but reflecting on a situation, it's gone good, it's gone bad, but saying like, how could have I done this better? Or, you know, maybe, maybe I wasn't truly authentic in this situation. Maybe I could have been more honest. Maybe I could have delivered this better. I think those, asking those sort of questions is it promotes wisdom within yourself and it promotes growth, growth in yourself. I'm not saying that's the be all and end all, but asking that question, was I right in this situation? And it's just such a powerful thing, I think. Well, it's hard to assess this particular situation only because let's say this has happened. I could think maybe of other occasions it's happened, but this has happened once as of most recent and so if I'm looking at the outcome, I mean, we read that book. What was it? The poker book? I, f- I forgot what it was called. Thinking in Bets. Thinking in Bets. I forgot who wrote it. It was this woman who was uh, a poker champion. Um, so good on her. But she mentioned uh, outcome-based thinking where you could be doing all the right things and then a particular outcome happens that's negative. Do you go and blame your method and approach even though it is probably the best approach let's say you've done all the research you know all the information it is the best approach but some negative outcome happens do you go oh well it's the approach or is it things are unpredictable and it's not always going to work out so like you're saying you could do everything definitely right and make all the right decisions and maybe i made the right decision but it happened to have a negative outcome yeah maybe you repeat the exact same actions of course you can't repeat the exact same scenarios yeah but you know a similar situation similar situations and it goes well and you're you're thinking wow i'm the most tactful guy in the world (laughs) i can really deliver things well and then you try it again and you get lashed and (laughs) it's bad but we saw that even with uh someone trying to approach women Uh, you've been trying to get more confident with approaching people and talking to them and then you saw someone who just approached one person said, oh, you look lovely. And then walked away with a drive-by comment and went, wow, I'm a king of women. <laughs> I, I can approach any woman and get any woman I want. But they don't have that sort of true uh, rejection, the reality that not everyone wants you, even if you're, you say a compliment or you're the loveliest person in the world. But I do think it's worth questioning the method if the outcome is negative. I just don't think scrap the method. If that makes sense. Well, I, I want to go beyond what you're saying and saying, even if it does go well, questioning. In, in that book, Thinking right in Bets. Right or wrong. Yeah, in that book, Thinking in Bets, that um, the author, I forgot her name. <laughs> Sorry, Thinking in Bets <laughs> author. It was, it was a good book. It was uh, a decent book. Nonetheless, she was saying in the book that she had this mentor and, you know, 
she was working with him and he won and it all went well, but they went back to the apartment and he was, he was like reflecting and writing his journal and like saying, Oh, I could have done this better. Could have done that better. Yeah. And it was just like the guy that that's no matter if it went good or bad, he was like, what could have I done better? Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not promoting that way of thinking. I'm just saying that reflective state that, you know, even though something's gone well, even though something's got, gone bad, it's like, maybe I could have done this a bit better. Maybe maybe I was in the wrong in this sort of thing. Yeah, well, I think sometimes people like to attribute the fact that luck is there and then sometimes they don't like to attribute the fact that luck is there. Say they win something and they're like, that was all skill. But then if they lose something, that's such bad luck. So even with that, that guy could even be thinking, all right, I won a few hands, but a few of those were actually lucky. You know, I wasn't actually doing the best decisions there. But people looking at him like a god. Wow, this guy's winning everything. So, I mean, it really goes back to our first podcast that we filmed about getting told no. Yeah. You know, getting told no is, it's just, this is just another form of getting told no or having a negative outcome to a situation. Yeah. Or maybe, hold on, hold on. I just wanted to, I just had this thought. Right. With your situation, yeah. you know, you've had a negative outcome, but with time, that outcome might change and be the best thing that ever happened and turn into a positive. So in the short term, you know, you're scoping this problem like, you know, someone reacted to what you said and they didn't really like it. But maybe in a year they come back and said, you know, what you told me back then has profoundly changed my life and I respect you for being honest with me. You know, you just don't know. Like, we're just so quick. I mean, life's not like poker games and stuff like that where, you know, there is, it it ends. There's calculable odds. Of course, there's a lot of unknowns, but it's still, it's not like this world that there's so much unknown information. You know, there could be an asteroid meteorite heading for me right now. And, you know, then I'm done. You know, I couldn't calculate that fact. I'm not in a science department (laughs) doing the math and saying, whoa, this rock's heading straight for Earth and I'm going to die. Yeah, yeah. So that in real life, it's like, yeah, okay, I couldn't publish my book. Someone denied me. But in the future, maybe you you changed a few things about the book or you you pushed the book in a different time. You know, during the COVID times, maybe someone changed their opinion and they're like, wow, I love this book and they publish it. And it's like, you did nothing wrong. But also maybe it shifts you to say, you know what? I don't really like to write books. And, you know, even though I've wrote this, eventually getting that denial or getting getting told no from from a publisher actually turned out to push you into something that you do like. So this situation that you're in, it's like maybe you think right now, damn, what could I have done better? And of course you can keep questioning that. But in the future, maybe it will turn your way and say, and turn into a positive, and that person will reflect and say, you know what, thank you for handing me that truth. And so you're saying, don't be so quick to judge the short outcomes, like the the shortness in time of an outcome. Something happens, oh, straight away, it doesn't seem good. All right, I've judged it. Like that's <laughs> yeah. the judgment. You've moved it to a pile of judged outcomes, and you well, never right. look at it again. Yeah. Or do you judge it and just keep it in the to be judged at another date? <laughs> well, that's right. I think I look back on many of my grandest mistakes. I actually talked about this in the mural, the blog that we run also about when I think back to my grandest mistakes, I look back at them with fresh eyes over time. So in a year, I look at that same event and I think completely differently to what I, th- I thought back when I made the mistake. And it's just like, oh, 
I see I could improve in this way. Or maybe it wasn't even a bad event. And suddenly this bad event that I thought was a bad event for over a year was actually a really good event. Well, for instance, I mean, I don't really know your response to this, but you, you had an interview with, was it Facebook? Yeah. 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 You were interviewed with Facebook, a few other companies too, but for software, you were interviewed with Facebook and you got to a few next stages too. You weren't just at the first stage and you had to do the coding interview and I guess they didn't, you did an all right job, but they probably wanted you to do a bit better. Is that what happened? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. and they didn't continue with I you. didn't pass the criteria you didn't necessary. Pa- yeah. So like you still actually had answered things, but they were like, we're looking for something, if someone to do a better job or something. And you probably thought, was it a mistake that you weren't as prepared for these interviews? I mean, I remember we were both going, all right, what's this book? It was called Cracking the Coding Interview. And we started sticking our heads into this. <laughs> what are these problems? What are they going to ask you during an interview? All, all these software things and where we are now. I mean, would you say you're almost happy that it didn't work out there so you could be working on this infinity mural i mean you would be what in america right now if you got that job was that for america are you pretty much trying to line me up to get upset (laughs) what the hell are you trying to do here you're trying to crush me during this podcast no no i i I, i'm i'm joking so (laughs) when that first happened to me i was devastated and it was actually the first interview so someone had talked to me uh through online and the first interview was a coding interview so facebook straight up was like Here's the in, a technical interview. So for programming, for software engineering, my, my field, it's very common for big companies to give you a coding test. So you have to do something technical in a short amount of time and they judge you on yeah, it. Yeah, like right? they'll give you a problem. They give you a problem. and Solve it with it. code. So I didn't meet the criteria and I was crushed because I really wanted to go to Facebook. I wanted to travel the world and live in another place. And I always thought I was a good programmer but now everything was into question. And I was like, am I a good programmer? What am I doing with my life? Should I be a programmer at all? Because well, this was like, in quotes, the dream job. Oh, this was it? the dream job. This everything, all the blood, sweat and tears I put into my university course. And suddenly I'm getting told no. And that goes back to our other yeah, podcast, yeah. getting told no. And that no was one of the best no's I have ever received in my entire life. Because it set me on a path where I'm here talking with you. Uh, on this podcast, The Mural, and working towards Infinity Mural, our, our product. And I'm I'm doing what I love to do and I'm programming what I want to do in the languages that I want to do in, in my field, in the software engineering field. So it gives me so much joy. And back then, that short term, I looked at it and I was like, this is terrible, worst thing that's ever happened to me. You know, I think I cried a bit. I was just devastated and I was just murky and and broody broody Bro- <laughs> like you, you're bringing your, your attitude home almost you're saying like my you're attitude home. you know I, I didn't handle my emotions back then very well yeah and i, I didn't know how to deal with getting told such a big no yeah, for me because i put so much weight on passing that interview because i was like if i pass i'm the king if i don't i'm the worst program in the world <laughs> so it was either two of those <laughs> so it took me a while it was like a few years later until we actually started we quit our jobs and started working on infinity mural and here we are talking about it today so maybe i could have gone on another path that was that was good maybe i'd be living in california lapping it up on a beach yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> I, not I to know. say that that outcome wouldn't have been good in the long term too if you got that's it that's right i that can't know fantastic. that i can't know that but what i do know is it led to an 
a, a succession of events that has led me here today, yeah. working with you every day and talking to you on this podcast that gives me so much value and just speaking out our authentic true thoughts. And I, I count myself lucky to have been able to get told no and it pushed me in the direction and I look at it so positively now. But time... Time had to give me that. And it's like if you, I don't know, get shot or something and, you know, you have an immediate wound. Physical wound. A physical wound and, you you know, you're in pain for weeks, but eventually you heal and you heal and you heal. And maybe a year later, you still feel a bit of pain, but the next few years, then you're fully recovered and, you know, and you're you're stronger for it. And Well, on that, I mean, say I I tore everything in my knee. That's true. I did. You tore everything. Yeah, like my ACL and everything as as a physical injury. And they gave me a regime after I had surgery to follow this regime and you'll get better sooner. And so I followed it strictly. But I also saw someone else in the same time do their knee and they didn't follow the regime as well. They went back to work and they kept walking a lot. And now their knee is a bit screwed up. And so I'm with you that time definitely heals, but I think what you do along the way as well oh, will course. make it heal even of better. Of course. So, you know, if you, if you leave that, say I left that situation at Facebook and I went with the thought, screw the world, you know, stuff everyone, you know, the world, that why, you know, God's punishing me. He's got me under the... What, what's that thing that uh, they burn ants with? Uh, magnifying glass. Magnifying glass. Mag- you know, glass, I'm under yeah. the magnifying glass and wow. they're, they're burning me and, you know, screw the world. It's it's against me. And then, you know, you go down a very dark path and, yeah. you know, maybe <laughs> with time you get worse. It's, it's well, maybe you that, decay with time. That wound from the bullet or something starts to get infected. You're not taking care of it and it can kill you if it gets worse. And that's getting deep, that, yeah, that analogy. Right? Yeah, I'm really feeling that. <laughs> so, you know, it can it can go a few ways. and So time's not just going to change it. Time's not going to change it for sure. Time but is it, the utility that can help, but it's also your right. actions, what you do along the way. Of course, there's so many factors that go into it. Time's one of them. Time's a big one. Time's and massive. it can give you that perspective to look back on a situation. Maybe you look back on a good situation that happened to you. And with time, you think, actually that was a bad outcome yeah (laughs) you know so it can it can do the reverse everything can be reversible and happen in a different way um so but it depends like are you you're going to beat yourself up over that and become a terrible person because you look back on something that was the best thing that ever happened to you say okay say you're you you are with someone of the opposite sex or the same sex whatever kind of relationship you have and it was the best they were the best thing to ever happen to your life but you break up three years later and you're like, you look back on when you met them three years ago and you're like, that was the worst thing that ever happened to me. <laughs> Even though at the start, you're like, That's the, this best, is the best yeah. thing that ever happened to me. Yeah. Yes, yes. But now it's the worst thing. So yeah. it's easy how things can flip so quickly, but also how you can judge them differently at different times. Well, you're the, you're the judge at the end of the day. Yeah. You're the judge. You're the judge of whether you think something's bad or good. That's, that's the, like, of course, there's going to be courts of law that have, you know, the justice system and, you know, there's a set of principles we all agree on, you know, rape, murder, and these sort of things are, are terrible and w- there's punishments for them. Yeah. But I'm saying internally, you have a judgment system. We all have a judgment system and our court of law actually works off of that about, you know, this person should know better. When you're over a certain age, you should know better. Yeah. 
You know, there's, there's an there's internal less leniency or no leniency. That's right. You you know what's wrong and right in society without knowing the exact laws. I don't know all the exact laws in Australia. No, but I do know generally. You know, if I don't, don't kill speed, someone, don't... don't kill someone. I don't bash up someone, yeah. or you know, all these types of things. We know better. Follow the Ten Commandments. <laughs> <laughs> Everything else is breaking. The I don't law. need a lawyer to give me the textbook on on what's good, good or bad. bad yeah. Okay, uh, you, I think we have a sense. There's usually some sort of innate feeling inside of us on if you're doing something bad or doing something good. But that could also be why you're growing up, what you learn is yeah. good and bad along the way. I mean, I saw a video of this person. Uh, they stopped porch pirates coming up and stealing your stuff off the front of your porch. Like okay, as in, porch pirates. Yeah, that's what right. they call them, porch pirates, because wow. they drive by and they see a package that's being delivered to your door. They drive by, they take it, and then they take off. Wow, that's terrible. Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> I think it's a big thing in America. This guy called Mark Rober, he's a very popular YouTuber, he actually created a device to do like the stink bombs oh, yeah, and stuff. You yeah, me yeah, this. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but one of them caught the audio of this mother saying to her son, now you're not meant to do this all the time. And he's like, it felt good to steal. And she was like, it does feel good. Wait, how did they get the audio? Because he was recording audio and video on the device that they stole. And, but she was saying things like that to him and promoting the behavior. So, I mean, if you grow up in that sort of environment, maybe he now doesn't know what's bad and good. Yeah. But you could see in his voice that he did know stealing was bad. And I feel like when you take something from someone or you hurt someone, I think those things are sort of embedded in us that, you know it's not good anyway. Like maybe it's not bad, but it's definitely not good. Yeah. You you know if you I don't know, you can't live under a rock. Like you if you have to leave the home and get food at some point or I I don't know, maybe with the home deliveries like no <laughs> no with COVID no one leaves the house Uber, anymore. Menu <laughs> They're all everywhere. But I think no matter where you've come from, you you can get a sense of what's good and bad because you know other people's reaction you know if someone if you've done something truly bad like you're stealing something you know it's bad because people are coming after you yeah and you might get leniencies leniencies from judges or or the the court system to show lenience on you because they know you came from a certain place that didn't promote this sort of behavior so you might get a couple of chances depending on the severity of what you've done yeah but going back to what we're saying to jump yeah, yeah, yeah we got a sense of what is good or bad inside we got a I sense think. of what's good and bad and then to jump off the tangent again because why were you mentioning good and bad because the outcomes of things well that's right well what's good and bad yeah and so it's what we assess it to be and so going all the way off the thing to the person that i upset well maybe i'm too quick to judge if it was good or bad and maybe it will be good i don't think it's bad though to judge it in a way to question my own methods like you said whether it's good or bad yeah and just to think about it more and see if there's a better way I can approach it next time. Because to think I'm perfect, I think there's an issue. Because I'm definitely not perfect. Oh, okay. I, there may be reasons why this person wasn't invited to the thing. And I could say that they're not perfect, but I'm definitely not perfect. It's not to state I'm better than you. No way. So there's definitely always things that I could make better about myself. And when I say better, I mean in my own evaluation of myself, better. Because what, what you see me working on, on myself, you might say, that's not going to make you better. But it's all very subjective to what I think will be better for me. So I think it'll be wise to think about this a bit more and see if it's worth changing my method and approach, judging my audience better. And uh, yeah. Well, yeah, there's, there's so many things that go into it. Like, I really do think 
like I'm your brother, but I think just stepping back, I think it's just very mature and wise of you to even reflect like, was I wrong in that situation? You know, maybe 20 people will pat you on the back and say, yeah, you, you told them you did good here. <laughs> like, and then you're like, yes, I have been validated. Yeah. But in terms of whether it's gone good or bad to be asking yourself, did, did I do the right thing here? Could have I done something better? Could have I delivered it better? And knowing also with time that you might look back at this event in a year or two and think differently about it. And, and you just, it's the experiences of life. You know, yeah. you experience things and you go through things and they might be so horrible, like losing a loved one and, and this sort of thing. But with time, you're like, I'm stronger for it and I'll never forget them. And, you know, there's just so much you learn from just living a, a full, rich life. And that's why I love speaking to people who are older, you know, over 70s, over 80s, because they've seen it all. They've seen good friends die. They've seen family die. They've seen bad events happen. They've, they've been told no many times. They're, you know, obviously depending on what yeah, they've done yeah. in their life. But, you know, they're, they're living those so many years, you would have got told no at some points. And you can just see the weight of wisdom within these people. So I love talking to people who've been around a long time because I can see that they've seen the world. And it- well, was it Plato or Socrates who said, like, if you've lived 50 years or something, the world repeats itself. Even if times are different, there's things in the world that will just never change. Right. There's these common patterns these that just always show common up. Common patterns. It could be the segregation of communities because there's always a majority and a minority. And the minority always has some sort of negative effect, whether it's women or, I guess, black people with slavery. Or there's always some sort of minority that can have some sort of negative thing happen to them over the years. And it's like they, they were saying back then, these philosophers, if you've lived like 50... Oh, I think that was Marcus Aurelius, actually, who said that. If you've lived that long, it's almost like you've lived uh, 2,000 years. Obviously, they haven't lived 2,000 years, yeah, but, of course, but the you wisdom these... you could get from these people is such so in-depth. Yeah, so that's why I, I love the wisdom of people who have lived on this earth a lot longer than me, and I respect them a lot. So, yeah, for you, with your situation, I, I like this topic that you've brought up, this tactfulness, and I like that we were able to go a bit deeper with it and yeah. uncover a few things. Honesty, outcome-based. I, I actually didn't think of waiting to judge the outcome in another day. I, I never thought of that. Well, so. I got to think I didn't think of that until it just... <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Boom, like came from the mind. Well, well, we'll end this here for now and continue some thinking about it later. All right. Yeah. Peace out. Peace.